I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome in to another edition of MCM Radio. I'm Jimmy Morris, joined as always by Terry Lambert. Terry, how are you tonight? Uh, you know, just trying to wake up after that thrilling uh, third preseason game. <laughs> yeah, so uh, what used to be known as the <laughs> dress rehearsal uh, tonight turned into really anything but that. Titans fall to the Steelers 18-6, to and it was ever been as exciting as that sounds. Um, we'll talk about that, we'll talk about Andrew Luck, talk about Lamar Miller, talk about the uh, camera view for the game, all that stuff, really more exciting than plays that actually happened in the game. Uh, before we get into that, remind you, MusicMiracles.com is where you can find all of our stuff, a lot of good stuff there. Uh, if you want to subscribe to this podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, just search for the Music City Miracles feed, and you can find us there. You get our show and Titans Film Radio with Justin and James. Uh, they've been doing a great job with their show, so one feed, subscribe to it, you get both shows. All right, so like I said, Titans lose 18-6. to six. Um, We're hoping to see, I mean, you know, I was hoping to see a little bit of an extended play from the first-team offense, Marcus Mariota and company. Um, Mariota got, what, three series? It was two. Um, it was just two, yeah. And then Tannehill did play a little bit a couple of series with the first team offense. Um, you know, I don't know. It was raining. The offensive line wasn't blocking anybody. So I don't know if, if they had a plan uh, to, to, for Marcus Mario to go a little bit more. But definitely, at least from my end, I don't have any problem at all with them taking him out when he did just because, I mean, it was, I mean, it was, it was like a pretty dangerous for him out there. Um, you know, and, and I mean, he had a throw that, you know, barely missed Corey Davis going on the sideline. Uh, Adam Humphreys dropped a screen pass. It looked like they had something on. Another throw to A.J. Brown uh, where a guy just made a good play and broke it up. But I, I just I don't know. I mean, the, the offensive line was so bad that it's hard to really take much away from the work that Mariota did tonight. Yeah, I think Vrabel said it best at halftime. He said, you know, don't say Mariota struggled. We couldn't protect him. And I thought that said all, all that it needed to say. Uh, it it kind of feels like Vrabel threw everybody a curveball and said, hey, let's get this guy out of here. Uh, let's keep him healthy. We're not gaining anything tonight. You know, it was nasty outside. Uh, raining start to finish, really. Uh, offensive line, like you said, just, just did not get off on the right foot. Uh, Steelers were sending six, seven, eight guys, it seemed, uh, on, on every snap, really getting after Marcus Mariota and eventually Ryan Tannehill. I think the Titans gave up four sacks in the in the first half. Um, so not a lot to take there. And, you know, it's disappointing because you want to see Marcus Mariota in rhythm. Uh, we haven't seen that in so long. Uh, I, I guess it's been since really that Chargers, maybe that Cowboys game uh, last year since we've seen him really in a rhythm. Uh, so you, you'd want to see that in, in the preseason. But unfortunately, it looks like we're not going to see that. But uh, the main thing is we're going to have a healthy Marcus Mariota in week one, and that was always the main objective. Yeah, and, you know, Tannehill came in, and, and basically the same things happened. I mean, he had a bootleg on a third down play, found Corey Davis. Corey Davis had a nice run after the catch. 
Um, so, I mean, the numbers look better there. But, you know, it's it's we talked about it really ever, you know, as soon as they traded for Ryan Tannehill, we talked about how it was going to be insufferable. Uh, caring about a quarterback controversy, people on Twitter, all that stuff. And, and that kind of stuff has been going, you know, obviously the national media threw fuel on the fire, uh, you know, in the last couple of weeks and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, tonight it looked the same to me. I, I don't, there's nothing really... And, and again, I mean, I, I think Marcus Mariota is the better quarterback. I know that he's going to be the starter in week one, but I, I do think that he's the better the better player, the better quarterback. Tonight, I, there's just nothing you can really take away from that. Again, I, they, they weren't doing anything. The offensive line was, was so bad that it, it's, hard to, it's hard to know. And like you said, I mean, that's it for Marcus Mariota, we're assuming, in the preseason. I don't see any way he plays on Thursday against the Bears. So don't get to see the offense really gain any momentum. I mean, they did have one nice drive last week, so at least there was that. Yeah, Would we feel a little bit better about it if we saw something more sure? I mean, it would always be better to see them play good versus playing bad. But at the end of the day, there's nothing really that can happen in any of these games that really is going to terrify me uh, on what this offense is going to be. Do I still have questions? Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, I wrote a post last week on the site asking people, you know, what are you 100% sure about with this team? And there's not a lot of things. We have a lot of questions. We have a lot more questions than answered. Don't know if we got any of them answered in the preseason. But even if Marcus Mariota came out and, you know, lit the world on fire in preseason games two and three, I think we would all still at least be a little bit hesitant to be ready to, you know, buy in and say, all right, now he's, he's here, he's back just because we've seen good stretches from him, and then we've seen injuries or whatever else derail it. So I'm really not sure that there's anything he could have done that would have given me, you know, even like 85 90% confidence that this year is going to be different. Yeah, and I I think we need to keep in in perspective here. No Derrick Henry, and we think this offense is going to revolve around Derrick Henry. Uh, You know, you can't really do that. Uh, with Deion Lewis in the game. You can't really do that with Jeremy McNichols in the game. Uh, you, you can't just hand him the ball and expect him to carry the offense on his back. Uh, so that being the first thing. And then Taylor Lewan. You know, it's such a it's such a downgrade. You know, the, the, Dennis Kelly's a good player, but Taylor Lewan is a great player. And, and you see the things that Lewan does out there when he's playing with the second team. Uh, just the, the, the super athletic thing. So Titans are missing two key pieces there. Um, so, you know, it, it's really tough to get a fair evaluation on, on this offense uh, on Marcus Mariota. So I, I think it's going to change greatly uh, in, in week one. Um, it, it's just, uh, you know, the way things fell, I, I don't think we were ever going to get a true reading on what Mariota was, on what Mari- on what this offense is. Uh, unfortunately, we're going to have to wait until week one. But, you know, we saw, we saw Ryan Tannehill out there. Um, you know, for all the talk that, that Tannehill's had a great camp, I saw a guy, guy out there that, you know, hung out in the pocket for too long. You know, it was an, a knock in Miami. Uh, I thought he could have gotten rid of the ball. Everyone wanted to talk about Mariota taking the safety. I'm not sure what you wanted him to do with that ball. You know, it seemed like everything was covered up. But, you know, you look at a couple of the sacks that Tannehill took, he's just hanging out in that pocket. Uh, and, and with the, the way the Steelers were playing tonight, I think you got to be a little more prepared. You got to be uh, uh, maybe Arthur Smith needed to call a quicker, quicker passing game, stuff like that. But uh, you know, I, I didn't see anything from Tannehill that told me, "Hey, he, this guy's a better quarterback." So I'm with you. I'm still in in the Mariota camp. 
you know, we'll we'll take this to the regular season. We'll see what Mariota can give us. Yeah, and then on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, I, again, not not a whole lot to take away. They only played a couple series. Um, I'm concerned about the pass rush. It seems like anytime we play the Steelers, though, I mean, that I said on Twitter, I don't think that I think the last Titans player that sacked a, a Steelers quarterback was Jason Jones in that game where he's filling with filling in for Albert Hainsworth like ten years ago. Um, but, you know, again, a couple series, uh, Harold Landry's still not out there. We don't know what's going on with him. I mean, he has to be hurt. He hasn't been on in a game or on the practice field since the second day of practices against the Patriots. Uh, Titans kind of refused to say what's going on with him. But, I mean, I think at this point, you, you have to assume that he's hurt. Don't know, what, don't know what's going on there. But, um, like I said, I'm a little bit concerned with the pass rush just because you know, you haven't seen much from the outside linebackers. And then I know when they start playing games that count, you're going to see more stuff from Rashawn Evans. You're going to see more with all three inside linebackers on the field. I mean, we, we talked about all that stuff. So I'm not, again, not overly concerned. There, there's nothing, the only thing that could have, like, really, really hurt how I feel about this team would be if somebody was injured. You know, if they suffered some catastrophic injury in one of these games. But, like I said, now we're through three preseason games I, I doubt you see any of the starters it, i mean maybe maybe a few on thursday night but i doubt we see very many so um I, I think that's the biggest takeaway is that they should get to week one healthy for the most part um but i, I don't know anything you took away from the defense side of the ball yeah a couple notes uh amani hooker played with the ones uh quite a bit uh you saw him make that interception i, I think that was more of a miscommunication between Mason Rudolph and, and James Washington there, but still rookie coming up with an interception. Uh, it, it's a guy that that has gotten a lot of hype since he got drafted. Uh, a, a guy that's going to be in the rotation. So good to see him already in there uh, with the ones. I think he had a couple tackles with the ones. Um, Adore Jackson got uh, absolutely shaken out of his shoes by James Conner. Uh, you know you don't want to see that. Ended up giving up uh, like a 20-yard run to Conner. Uh, and then Dane Crookshank uh, on the long touchdown to James Washington. Something happened there. Uh, it looked like Crookshank blew an assignment. Uh, we'll have to go back and watch there. But uh, kind of left LaShawn Sims out on an island by himself there. Uh, and the Steelers cashed in. So uh, a couple of shaky moments for the Titans secondary. But uh, Amani Hooker was, was the main takeaway to me uh, playing with the ones just on a couple of series. Yeah, so I mean that, that's really it. So you know, like I said, there's there's still there's still one preseason game left, which is ridiculous. Uh, you know, <laughs> I think we could get by with one or two, but uh, we'll we'll watch four next week. But I don't know that there'll be really too much to take away from that. That's going to matter uh, when the games actually start to count. But coming up, we'll talk a little bit about the events that happened last night and uh, how the AFC South was really shaken up last night. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, so obviously the thing that everybody's been talking about today, recording this Sunday night after the uh, Titans preseason game, uh, Andrew Luck deciding to retire. 
uh, just kind of a bizarre thing. I mean, you know, my phone starts blowing up while I'm, you know, watching the Miami, Florida uh, college football kickoff and uh, that, you know, Andrew Luck is, is it was going to announce he was going to retire. I guess the plan initially was to have a press conference on Sunday today, but um, the news broke last night, so he talked about it after the game last night. Uh, you know, listen, a bizarre set of circumstances, obviously, but, I mean, you saw – if you watched the, the press conference after the, after their game last night, um, you, you saw a guy that just looked mentally done. And, you know, there, there's obviously been a lot of back and forth about, you know, what what's right and what's wrong and all that stuff on Twitter. But, listen, I mean, dude's made, dude's made a ton of money. And, you know, if, if he is not if he is not mentally ready to go through another rehab cycle, then, you know, the best thing for him to do is to walk away. So, um, obviously, as a Titans fan, I, I mean, I was beyond thrilled to see that news. Uh, you know, Titans in 11 chances never beat Andrew Luck. I saw some people on Twitter last night complaining that now the Titans are never going to get a chance to beat Andrew Luck. But <laughs> I've never seen them have a chance to beat Andrew Luck uh, in, you know, in 11 games so far. So, um, you know, at this point, another thing to do about those 11. And you got 2019 to worry about. So, I, I, I just, you know, I don't, I don't care. I, I don't want him to hang around for another season just so the Titans have a chance to beat him. Um, so, you know, hey, as far as I'm concerned, good for him, man. Have a have a nice, you know, I mean, he's got, he's got a, he's a smart dude, obviously. Um, got his book club. You know, yeah, a lot of good fire stuff up the going book on club. There. Um, man, he's made a ton of money, so, I mean, he, he's not going to, you know, he's not going to have any trouble with that kind of stuff. But, like I said, as a Titans fan, man, bring on Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, I, just, what a strange guy. I, I mean, everything aside, Guy's just just a little odd, you know. Just just really different. Did not remind me of an NFL quarterback. You know, if you told me that guy was an NFL quarterback and I'd never seen him before, I probably wouldn't believe you. Uh, you mentioned his book club. You know, everything down to his voice. You know, he's just a little goofy. You know, uh, you know, complimenting guys when when they sack him, uh, saying good hit, man. It's just he he was just a different guy. Uh, but certainly understand. You know, it, it seemed like what, three, four years now, something had been wrong with him, and the Colts were always super secretive about it, and, and it seemed that way this year, you know, it was a, it was a calf injury that turned into a bone injury, and then suddenly he, suddenly he retires, so uh, wouldn't surprise me if there's a little something more uh, than just a bone injury or a calf injury there, but man, this division is absolutely wide open, you've got, you know, the Titans, Texans, and Jaguars now sitting, you know, I guess it's the favorites now. Uh, I don't know how you really distinguish it. Uh, it. It depends on how Houston's offensive line shapes up. And they, you know, they've already had some injuries there. Uh, it depends on how Marcus Mariota plays and, and whether or not Jacksonville gets the Nick Foles that led the Eagles to the, the Super Bowl. So uh, really, really interesting division. Uh, it, it's absolutely wide open, and I think the Titans have their best shot at winning this division in a really long time. Yeah, I think Vegas flipped it now to the uh, Titans and the Texans having the best odds to win the division, and then the Jaguars third, obviously, uh, ahead of the Colts. But, yeah, it's bizarre. And you see how he started the press conference last night? He, like, grabs the mic, kind of jumps, like, hello. You know, like, this whole thing. <laughs> it's, just, it's just so funny. He's just a funny dude to watch, man. Um, and that, that's, what, that's one of the things that made it so frustrating. He's out there just, you know, carving up the Titans, and you look at him on the sideline. You're like, really, this guy? Yeah. But anyway. Um, so, you know, hey, good luck to him and whatever he's doing after football, but at least he won't be beating the Titans. Uh, and then also last night, Lamar Miller uh, goes down with a torn ACL, the Texans. And, and, you know, I mean, Lamar Miller's fine. 
but I, I thought the Texans had a pretty good one-two punch with Miller and, and Duke Johnson when you could you know kind of mix and match those guys, and you didn't have to have you didn't have to have either one of them as the you know feature back. I think they're both better in more of a limited role. I mean, not unlike what we've seen with Deion Lewis, um, but you know obviously a big blow there to them. And I guess there was something out there tonight that they were signing Jay Ajayi, but then I think John McClain came back and said that wasn't true. Uh, interesting if they want to get in the market for Melvin Gordon, uh, you know, a guy that's obviously not happy with this contract situation, is not with the Chargers right now. There's all the rumors that they're trading Jadavian Clowney. I've seen like 10 different times that, you know, today he's getting traded. Uh, as of right now, he's still a Texan, but they got some stuff going on up there. But like I said, Lamar Miller is not, you know, the best running back in the NFL. But he's a good running back, and like I said, the combination of him and Duke Johnson, I think, would really give the Texans something. But, you know, just kind of a big big blow to them. They don't, they don't have much else on the roster, so they're going to have to look outside. I don't know if it'll be somebody that gets cut or somebody that, you know, is not currently signed. But I would be surprised if they don't add another running back in the next week or so. You know, it kind of reminds me of the Andrew Luck situation when he was, he was young and Indy. Uh, yeah, Ryan Grigson refused to put an offensive line around him. Uh, you know, to Houston's credit, they've they've at least tried. You know, they took took Titus Howard in, in the first round uh, of the draft, but still, just not a lot there. Uh, not a lot of protection there. That's been the Achilles' heel of, of Watson's career to this point. You know, plenty of weapons there. You, you've got DeAndre Hopkins. You've got Will Fuller. Uh, but you know, a, a lack of a run game has been there. You know, like you said, Lamar Miller's fine. He's nothing special. I don't think it's a huge loss to them, but they're definitely going to have to make a move. Uh, but just not a lot of help offensively for Deshaun Watson. You know, you kind of, like, like as Titans fans, you know, we're, we're, we're not so sad to see that. But uh, it's kind of sad to see a, a talent like that being wasted right now. Um, so we'll see what, what the Texans can put around him. And, and you know, like I said, that, that just adds to the intrigue of this division. Uh, you've got a bunch of flawed football teams that are set to be somewhere in the eight to ten win range. It's gonna be—I think it's gonna be a really fascinating December. Yeah, it absolutely is, and I think, like you said, when you're talking about teams that are gonna be right there, I mean, I think this division will definitely come down to the wire. Um, and you know, we know there's a lot of division games. The Titans have what, like three of their six division games, or right at the end of the season, or four, whatever it is. I mean, right, right at the end of the year. Uh, the, the Titans have a lot there at the end, so I think a lot will be determined in December. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to watch, and it's, it's, just, it's wide open at this point. And so, like I said, you know, going back to the game a little bit, I mean, I would I would love for – I would have loved to see, you know, the first-team offense have three drives, two of them in the touchdowns, you know, look good, uh, you know, and you come away feeling better about it. But, uh, you know, it is what it is at this point. Uh, there, there's a lot of things we don't know. Um, we don't know what Arthur Smith is as a play caller. We don't know what the offense is going to look like. Like you said, once you get Derrick Henry back out there, I mean, we think it's going to revolve around him. Uh, with him missing so much time, they, he hasn't been on the field. Uh, don't expect him to play, you know, in, the, in this fourth game. So we won't see him until week one. So there's just a lot of questions left, but a, a wide open division. Um, you know, you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. And I do think it's a team that if they can, you know, and we talked about this with Jonathan Hutton the other night. I mean. When you talk about they haven't had Derrick Henry, Adam Humphreys, Delaney Walker, Johnny Smith, A.J. Brown, you know, all on the field at the same time. Um, so you're talking about a, a team that hopefully in the next couple of weeks will, will get that work in and practice together um, and, and kind of start to come together. So I think it's a team that could grow and build 
as the season goes along. Obviously, a lot of that depends on Marcus and his health and all that stuff. But, you know, like I said, I, there's there are things that I would have liked to have seen. I didn't get to see in the preseason. But overall, I, I think you feel better about the division this time today than you did, you know, at 5 o'clock last night just with Andrew Luck being gone and just the, you know, the torture he's been to the Titans. And the big thing, no major injuries. You know, yeah. it's such a simple thing. But we've seen it league-wide. You know, you see it every year. Uh, you, just losing key pieces. Uh, Titans haven't done that. So, thankfully, you know, the, the game's been boring. Man, they've been boring. Uh, but the Titans haven't lost anybody uh, big to injury. So, uh, like you said, a lot of questions. But, you know, Arthur Smith is keeping things under wraps. You know, nobody nobody really knows what to expect from him. They think this, the offense is going to be similar, somewhat similar to what we saw last year. But... Uh, you know, keeping all that under wraps, there's no reason uh, to go out here and show your hand, you know, uh, and it's all going to change when when Derrick Henry gets gets the football, when he's back, you know, hopefully he comes back healthy. He's not going to play Thursday, obviously, but uh, as long as he's ready to go week one, uh, I'm going into it with an open mind. Uh, and, you know, that second drive that Mariota put together against the Patriots, you know, that, that kind of looks like the Mariota of old to me, so that's what I'm going to hold on to. Uh, you know, looking ahead to week one. Yeah, and hopefully we never have to watch another game with the camera angle that we had from tonight. It <laughs> that was, was interesting. I mean, it was terrible. Like, and you know, they did it. What was it? Two years ago, the Thursday night football game with the Titans and the Steelers. So you know, same two teams, but it was like behind the quarterback, and so you could see the what was angle. happening. Yeah, the Madden. And tonight it was the, from the side, and, and like you said before, we jumped on. I mean, they were trying to get the all twenty-two picture in there, which is great, but like. You couldn't see the other side of the field that the camera's on, and it's like the pass to Corey Davis that you know Mariota just missed on. Like I had no idea what actually happened until I saw the replay because it was so far away from the camera that you couldn't see it. So, and then they said that camera angle was down for a little bit, and then it came back. But I just, I really hope that we don't have to watch any more games like that because it was just frustrating, just because you couldn't see what was going on. Yeah, the James Washington touchdown was cool because I could see it developing, and I'm, I could see it, and I'm like, oh, they're going to throw it to that guy. And sure enough, you know, there he is dancing in the end zone. But it, it I, I think the idea is cool. I, I, I think it was not produced very well. I, it, they just seemed laggy and, and, and behind with it. You know, it was difficult to follow where the ball ended up. You know, several times I was like, oh, where's the ball? You know, so I, I think the NBC guys were just a little slow with it. Uh, I think it could be something cool in the future, but you know, I I was weird. I, I liked the Madden camera; it was different, uh, and, and it gave a, a different perspective. You know, especially on run plays. Uh, but you know, I I kind of like trying different things. Uh, preseason is definitely the way to do it. I, I like the idea overall. I, I just think the execution needed to be better. Yep. So that'll do it for tonight. Um, all right, so we're done with this one. We will be back tomorrow night. We're hoping to hook up with Paul Kuharski tomorrow, so that should be an interesting show. Uh, as you know from him, he's always got a lot of fun stuff to say, so hopefully we'll be able to get that done tomorrow. So look for that Tuesday morning. Uh, between now and then, you see miracles.com. We'll have more on this game. Uh, I'm sure Michael will have his winners and losers up soon. Um, and then just anything else that develops press conferences and that kind of stuff over the next couple of days. So just keep an eye out for that. You can also follow us on Twitter. Uh, Terry's at T Lambert TN. Uh, I am at Jim Morris MCM. So for Terry, this is Jimmy saying thanks so much for listening to MCM radio and we will talk to you later.